It's time for Enlightenment in the City with El Hoshotara on the News for the Soul Network. El is a spiritual coach and intuitive reader with a unique flair. Strong yet soft, compassionate with a heart, she lives the consciousness of being feminine with strength. El tells it like it is. Welcome El Hoshotara back to News for the Soul. Hi, everybody. Welcome to this hour of News for the Soul. I'm your host, El Maya Hoshiam Tara. And you can find me at www.enlightenmentinthecity.com. And I see two, three, one we, that you're holding, and you will be up first. So let's talk really quickly about forgiveness, um, because it's been a very complicated topic, and it's Christmas. It's coming around the corner. Do we forgive? Do we forget? Um, and let's talk about some of the benefits for forgiveness, and let's poke holes in some of the usage of it. And when we're poking holes in the usage of forgiveness, what we're basically doing is shining the light on the codependent aspects of forgiveness. Um, And this is really important to understand. So what forgiveness is, it's a very healthy tool um, that can be used to be able to get you into where you need to be going. It gets you back into your heart space. Um, And it can have you focus on certain aspects that maybe you wouldn't otherwise focus on unless you were Um, definitely in that forgiveness area. And this is really important to understand because um, forgiveness is a very complex topic. In fact, a lot of things you can get a lot of um, feeling for, et cetera, et cetera, especially if you've been on this path for a long time, uh, like I have. But some things like really bog of a mind and even people who, you know, have practiced or who have claimed they've practiced for a long time still trouble with forgiveness. So here's the thing. Forgiveness is, you know, this compassionate act at times, but it's also just, it's, it's really about seeking more and being more um, in truth kind of um, is another way to look at it sometimes. And because there's a lot of different nuances um, at my current level of understanding, it's um, there's different ways to use it, which is why there, it's such a complex method. Um, so, for example, if we take somebody who's very traumatized and they're having, I've seen this with people who have nervous system issues. Now, I can't say it's a result of having nervous system issues. I can't say it's not. Um, I just can't say, yes, yes, it is absolutely that because I'm not exactly sure I don't do nervous system issues work. Um, so I can't say this completely and absolutely, but one of the things that I've seen with people who I would definitely suggest sending to somebody who does do nervous system work is they'll go meet at a coffee shop. There will be a mix-up. It's even their fault. They, they, um, <clears throat> they go back, they read over the text, they discover they were at fault um, for getting the coffee shop wrong. The friend went to one coffee shop, but they went to a different one. And they're very, very mad. And then they're quote unquote practicing for forgiveness. They're practicing quote unquote forgiveness towards their friend. So, in that instance, the friend doesn't have anything to be forgiven for. Now, when somebody's holding on to anger, um, and again, I have seen this happen more so when people have nervous system issues, um, and that's not something that gets easily fixed. I really want to be clear about that. It takes work. It takes awareness. Um, and it's not something people, from what I've seen, can do um, on their own without at least some initial guidance for the exercises. Um, and it can take a lot of work because you're looking at changing other patterns. But um, in a lot of cases, the way people are using forgiveness, there's not actually something to forgive. Now, your friend may need to forgive you for making a mistake if you, the one who got the coffee shop wrong, gulp. Um which coffee shop you're meeting at, you got it wrong, gulp. Um, But, you know, in in those instances, like having the coffee shop wrong, I wouldn't really consider that to be a big magnanimous, I must forgive you kind of gesture. But some people really try to milk it, um, to use it as just that. And that's more like holding on to anger. There's not really anything to forgive. And I think that's part of what makes the conversation about forgiveness so... um, distressing, convoluted, doesn't make sense, etc. Um, but forgiveness is, you know, so so there are a lot of like misuses just like there are for everything else. Um, people also demand that you forgive them because they don't want to deal with the consequences of their actions, um, including that they still decide you, 
you know, she'd give them stuff or be their friend or whatever. And, you know, okay, well, you know, you should forgive because, you know, somebody slept with your spouse. Um, so understanding that, you know, you may come to forgiveness um, for them eventually. Probably not going to be happening when you just found out. And it doesn't make sense. Forgiveness and allowing somebody back into your life are two completely and absolutely separate um, issues, completely separate. And people often like to mix the two and say, well, you know, if you really forgived her, you would, you know, or him, you would let them back in your life. But it doesn't really make sense because that's quite a betrayal. It doesn't really make sense to let somebody back into your life um, who you can't trust to such a large degree. So that doesn't really make um, sense. So forgiveness, um, <clears throat> you know, it it's used sort of like as a cover to be irresponsible sometimes, and that that's not what it's about. Um, and anytime again, and I stressed this a lot in the past, anytime that you are hearing any self development or a spiritual idea, if you think that it or somebody is telling you that it somehow you're supposed to screw yourself or other people over, either there's something you're misunderstanding or there's something that they're misunderstanding when they're teaching you. And again, people teach different facets and they may only teach one slim faucet of it, um, of any teaching, because these things are a lot more involved than people tend to think, especially um, if you still have somebody who's very, very stuck and they'll go very black and white trying to make sense of it. Well, it works this way or it doesn't. And it's like, that's going to take a lot of work to come out of because there needs to be a lot more reasonability. There needs to be looking at all the different colors, all the different variables of it. And, you know, not everybody wants to do that because they're scared that they're going to lose their way in terms of like letting themselves be hurt. They'll lose track of what they're supposed to be doing. Um, So it does take time to develop that skill. And, you know, so that's important to understand. Um, but forgiveness, like when we're looking at it, it being in reality, um, you know, when we're actually looking at it, it allows us to come back into our hearts because, you know, and it's just, I mean, how do you really forgive somebody anyways for something that's really horrible? I think a lot of people also just say that they forgive, um, but they're really not, or they're trying to push themselves into it because they think it means that they have to, or they, they're a good person for doing it. But they're not actually having that forgiveness and that understanding of their hurt. Um, And for me, like I've never really gone the forgiveness route because it's almost like something that you have to hang over people at times. Um, And I don't agree with that. Um, But forgiveness, like, you know, if we're looking at it as a growth tool, it's just taking you back in and, and being more in reality of what is, you know, like everybody makes mistakes. Yes. But some of those mistakes are really horrible. I didn't know, for example, until I was probably in my 30s, that um, you may have heard of people who, you know, tortured dogs, chained them up and and tortured them in the basement. Um, And you think of the level of brutality to have that uh, instead of taking a dog to get training. And some people do that to their children. Um, So there are teenagers around the world, unfortunately, who are chained up um, living off crumbs in, in their parents' basements. Um, let out only for school, like the maximum amount of, you know, torture that they could possibly do, um, you know, and I, I won't go into how much deeper that darker it goes than that, but it goes infinitely darker than that. Um, you know, there's everybody makes mistakes and then there's like really, really dark and um, what some people call demonic. So, um, you know, it's, again, because like self-development stuff is not, it's about, bringing more into reality, not out of reality. So how do we have forgiveness? We can understand that people are raised the way that they're raised. Um, If you've ever taken a bad mood out on somebody, well, you know, taking it out and chaining somebody up and lashing out at them, um, beating them, whipping them is a very extreme extension of that, but it is still the same branch of um, choosing to take anger out on somebody else. you know, and some of those ways get really crazy. Uh, if you've ever decided somebody owes you something and they really haven't, they're a random stranger or whatever, um, you know, that sense of entitlement, um, you decide you want somebody, something that somebody else has, you, you get pushy to get it. 
Uh, same thing, a lot more twisted, you know, when people are using people who are chained up for nefarious purposes. Um, if you've ever twisted things around in your head to get out of doing something, again, same same thing, um, or twisted it around to make it okay that you're going after somebody who's, for example, taken. Same thing, um, just more extreme for what people use um, those kids for when they're chained in basements sometimes. Um, <clears throat> so, you know, there's there's a lot of understanding that, like, a lot of those behaviors, um, while, you know, extreme, there's still, um, if you've done any of the more subtle things that I've talked about, or way more subtle, you know, I mean, it's it's a much subtler, thankfully, and much smaller, thankfully, aspect, but it's the same sort of energy. Um, and when we understand that, there are some things that, like, you know, you may not get to forgiveness for, um, but when we're in reality of that, it makes it a lot easier to at least put down the anger if people are looking at forgiveness. So forgiveness seems to be more like a tool, um, from what I can tell so far, just to more point you in the direction. It's more of a signpost, I think, than an actual um you're okay with things and I want to be clear you can also forgive somebody for something and be completely and absolutely not okay with what they did but you still feel um, because you're not using it as an excuse to avoid healing Um, you know and that's also really important so when people get hung up on like not wanting to forgive again there's different levels of it people you know don't want to give forgiveness but they're using it as an excuse to be abusive as one example you know um, so you'll get somebody who's really nasty and they're not going to forgive their family um, for for being quote-unquote mean to them over the years, but they've actually been taking all their stuff out on their family, but they're not aware of that. Um, and so what happens is, you know, they got in a mood, they started taking it out on the family, the family had a problem with it, um, they kept trying to do it, the family starts hunkering down into like, hey, this is not okay. And all of a sudden you have somebody who feels like their family's never liked them. Their family's always been mean to them, et cetera, et cetera. Meanwhile, they've been the one torturing the family. And they're sitting there saying like, well, you know, how do they forgive their family? Um, That's not really about them forgiving their family. That's about their family forgiving them. Um, But to realize like somebody's at fault, I mean, you're really talking about a much deeper um, level of uh, practice and, you know, spiritual depth. Um, some people say maturity, but again, you know, I mean, there's different levels of what you're calling maturity. Um, but all those things are really important to understand. So, you know, when we're doing that and we're just in that understanding, that forgiveness, you know, guides you back to your heart. It guides you back to the heart opening. It guides you towards being in reality. Um, and you've got all these lovely aspects of it that come out of forgiveness that help you go deeper as a person, go more into your heart as a person, um, while still allowing yourself to say no, then we can understand it. And it becomes a lot easier to do, um, but we can also do it in parts where it makes sense to and still hold boundaries as opposed to, again, you know, codependency, you're not doing something in in enlightenment or spirituality or self-development in you, look at you, you know, and it's like, um, but it's more of a push where somebody's pushing more to go back into um, pushing somebody into abusive behaviors. You know, like you're not thinking of your father by not forgiving him, you know. And it's like, well, <clears throat> okay, but if somebody isn't there yet, you know, you don't know the private details. You don't know that they just talked to their father last week or that he's still punching them in the head or whatever else. Um and if you have somebody who doesn't understand that and who's more, you know, especially if you take somebody who's older and they've been abusive towards their kids and they want forgiveness from their children, they changed some, but not enough, not enough for the kids to come back um, and want to be involved again. You can have somebody in that position who's pushing you to, quote, unquote, forgive your father Um because it's coming from their own self-serving interest because they want to be forgiven for by their children. So you should forgive your father, uh, even though you're dealing with, you know, a 17-year-old who's getting pressured by a 34-year-old, and that 17-year-old 
um, you know, doesn't know what's going on, but the 34-year-old does. And the 34-year-old, you know, lost their children to social services or whatever it is. Uh, the kids don't want to have anything to do with them. And they're pressing, you know, ganging up on, you know, push, putting a lot of pressure on a 17-year-old to forgive. That's completely and absolutely inappropriate. That's codependency. That's, you know, pushing somebody or attempting to push somebody, um, whether consciously or not, back into an abusive relationship um, or it can be taken that way, um, you know, based on somebody not wanting to be responsible for their behaviors. And instead of them understanding that and doing the gross work, um, you know, they're pushing other people without a care of the consequences on somebody else. You know, that's in the very least toxic, um, you know, and if somebody's doing it because they don't even like the 17 year old and they think it's funny that, you know, she's getting beaten or whatever, she deserves it, then that would be an abusive form of pushing for forgiveness um, or, you know, pushing that would be the 34 year old being abusive towards pushing the 17 year old um, back into abuse because she because the 34 year old thinks it's funny. So there's a lot of different aspects to understand about that. Um, and again, with everything, you know, people are still learning. Um, some people are learning a lot more or still need a lot of learning left to do in comparison to other people. But basically, you know, it's for anything, if you're ever in doubt for any teaching, anything anybody ever says, you know, there is still good beyond um what people may think, even if they feel like they've gotten there or they don't see anything further along the lines of how a teaching should be used, I guarantee you it will go further, it will go deeper, much, 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 much deeper. If you don't generally understand that um, how much you don't know and how deeper that line can go, I guarantee you there's a lot more understanding that's going to be happening on that um, because it's, I mean, it goes really, really deep. So when we're looking at things like you know, forgiveness and stuff like that. Again, really important to just understand. Just signposts, you know, guiding lights, a guiding hand. Um, but not everything is necessarily meant to be used as it is. And that's, you know, really, really um, important to understand. Not all teachings are, you know, put out there straightforward. And sometimes people read these, you know, highly encoded messages and use them at face value and they were never meant to be used at face value. And that's also important to understand why, well, number one, if people haven't had the teaching and if they're not there yet, it becomes a lot easier to tell that they're not there. So, you know, or they're saying, or they're a false practitioner, you know, they're just lying their butts off or they're very novice. Um, And that's when you're going to get things like, you know, well, you know, you should invite your father for Christmas. You should forgive him. Well, if he, you know, he's been raping the mother, you know, when she was three years old, Still going on until she was 12, until she ran away at home at 13. That's, you know, that level um, of hatred, anger, entitlement, um, abuse. That's not really appropriate to have around your child, uh, especially if you can't keep an eye on them all the time um, in your house. That's not really appropriate. It may not even, you know, if there's a lot of family pressure to not press charges and a lot of family support for the abuser, which does happen. And yes, in spiritual communities, because you get a lot of people who misuse things um, for their own devices, you know, you don't want to be in community with that or, you know, even leave your kids in some cases. It wouldn't be inappropriate to leave your kids with a sister who doesn't think the father's done anything bad. And, you know, it wasn't a big deal. You know, she just went out and mowed the lawn and left her ch- and left your ch- children, you know, there alone with the father in the house. And if they don't think it's a big deal... Um, to protect enough from abusers, then children shouldn't be left in that situation. That's, you know, my point of view. Um, I can't say that's a should not completely and absolutely because I don't think I can say that by law. Um, and But, um, you know, my personal view, I wouldn't leave my kids or my grandchildren um, when they come along one day, you know, alone in the house, you know, over at somebody's house where they don't think it's a big deal for an abuser to, you know, be stopped or, or, or still inviting them over. I just wouldn't do that. That's, that's me. Um, I don't recommend other people do it, but I can't like say completely and absolutely. I can't tell you what to do legally. Um, so, you know, people are going to make their own choices and some people are still in so much codependency that their choices are always going to be that they're going to put you and other people in danger. So, 
again, you know, forgiveness, it's it's not something to be toyed with lightly. It's um it's just more call for like reasonability, heart logic, um, you know, understanding, not understanding codependency, which is you should understand and quote unquote understand, um, which is basically you should just allow people to keep doing it to you because you should quote unquote understand and that doesn't even really make sense. So, you know, understanding at a higher level, like you understand the patterns, you understand the reasons why somebody may have done something, but you're still putting a stop to it um, where where appropriate or choosing to avoid participation where appropriate, or sometimes you even need to leave charges where appropriate. So you can still completely and absolutely say, you know, you forgive somebody, but they still may need to be locked up in jail for 30 years. And that's really important to understand. You can have different aspects to it, and they do not... I really want to be clear about this, that far from takes away from your value, that far from takes away your depth, that far from takes away from your heart, um, just because some people are still too, in too much codependency to understand that, okay? And I really want everybody to understand that. So healthy usage, people, and healthy usage is growth and true growth. So let's see, we have here all ones. Now this will be interesting. All ones, you're on the air with Elmay Hoshiam Tara. I hear you. If you're calling in with all ones for a phone number, you're calling in from some device. Hello? You are on the air. All right. Okay. Well, we're going to do the mailbag then. Um, You can try. Uh, try calling in again, because I'm, I'm sorry you are on the air, but um, I can't hear or else you don't know it's you. Um, so curly-haired lady who's calling in on a device. Okay, so let's see. Um, hold on here. So I'm just going to hold on one moment. Okay, so we have Amanda. She wants to know um, what she needs to do or how does she need to think differently about her career to make it all come together as in have it produce money. So good for you, for Amanda, for being financially responsible. So she's been doing a lot of healing work as well as physical action. Great. And it just feels like people are so checked out and not paying attention or not interested in what she has to offer. So, okay, so here, one moment here, Amanda. So, Amanda, I'm really glad that you've been doing the healing work. I think that's really, really important for you. Um, and you've still got a ways to go on that. So one of the things is anger. When you're still angry, people can feel that, even if you don't feel like you're angry in the moment, um, but there is an overall sense of anger that can happen. Also, when people, um, and uh, they're not showing this pattern with you, that so this may or may not apply, but one of the things that I do see is that when people have a lot of anger, sometimes they can end up very, being very apologetic or they sort of over-apologize in the beginning um, or kind of like act like they need to be less than in order to get attention, in order to get friends, um, what have you. And they think they have to be less than in order for people to like them, in order for people to get in. Um, And when people are doing that, I I find that pattern a lot with people who have a lot of anger. Um, But what they're showing is, um, whether those are your reasons for it or not, what they're showing is that you're... Um, so on one aspect, you do have anger and it is still coming out and that is affecting, um, but also that you are still um, doing... And these are very subtle levels. Like This isn't like... Um, the anger is more so. Um, but what they're also showing is that you are kind of um, still in a little bit like... And it's subtle, but still in a little bit of pleading, like, hi, please try this, like, please try this, please try this. Um, and even at a very subtle level, that can sort of let people know that you're not where they are. And because if you're in, and I want you to think about this for a minute, I want you to close your eyes. And for anybody who has this problem, I want you to close your eyes. And I want you to imagine that your business is going as well as it could. Okay, I want you to imagine a number and I want you to make it like an actual reasonable number um, for how much you you are planning on making off this business. So we'll say $10,000 a month, depending on what your business is, and that's perfectly reasonable. 
So we'll say $10,000 a month. <clears throat> and I want you to think about that you've got a full clientele list. You have a backlog of people that you are getting, that you have who, who want to buy your services. You're going to, we'll say, um, you've taken a lot of courses. You have your certifications. You've done a lot of different product shows um, or whatever as the case may be. Um, I'm not checking into everything here because we're doing it very fast. Um, but you're doing all that work, and I want you to feel um, where your strength starts to come in. And when your strength starts to come in, like you've got that self-knowledge, you've got that, um, you know, you've got the practice, you're, you've made it happen, you've got proven results. Um, so your self-esteem is going up because you feel more solid in knowing what you're doing. And you feel more solid in knowing who you are and you're going out and you're going to introduce yourself to people, that is going to be more of a, in alignment with the energy that they're looking for. And then all of a sudden, I want you to all of a sudden t- take yourself down where you go back into, you sink yourself and go back into pleading, please buy, please buy. And you can feel the energy shift where you have to actually go down and kind of slink yourself down. And when people are very slunk down like that, that's a giveaway. Okay, that's a giveaway that you're a beginner, they may not want the product, you're not well established enough yet, because when people become, um, and this is one of the hard parts about starting a business or getting ahead in career, is that um, you need to have that, um, it's like you need this, people feel like you need to have the success um, in order to have that energy, and that energy is what also brings in more success. So, anything that's like going and slunk down, it's, I mean, it's a warning sign because you may not be there yet. It's a warning sign also because it means that you're caught up in those patterns of um, not being there enough yet emotionally. And unless you have somebody who's, you know, there and okay to work with somebody who has that, that can be like more of the, you know, it, not a like, not like, you know, a hardcore, like, dump, 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 stay away from them, blink, blink, you know, neon warning sign, six feet tall, six feet wide. It's not like that, but it does sort of like show that somebody may have other um, problems where they're not able to cooperate with a team. Um, they may, may not be there emotionally yet. When people are not there emotionally, you start to look at other um, facets that they may have be bringing to the table in terms of how they interact with others that may, for example, in an office environment may make them, you know, not be able to get along with other people at the office. If they can't get along with other people at the office, then that means that there's going to be more drama present um, and you don't know where somebody's at. So people can have corrected a lot of their behaviors, be truly hardworking, um, but still have a lot of anger and you don't know the difference from an outside point of view, whether someone's angry because they're just, they've got leftover anger that they haven't um, worked out yet versus they're angry because they're not being responsible. They don't understand that and they're lashing out at people or having a lot of drama or setting people up to play games and basically making it a codependent nightmare in an office. People don't know that from the outside. So um, one of the things is like when there are to help fix that, one of the things is like when you're eating um, healthy, when you are doing something that's really beneficial for you, but other people may not understand it, um, go to an environment where people generally do get that and they do understand it. Um, So for example, there's this really cool tea place in Vancouver and I haven't been there yet. I don't even know if it's still there. But they have, I mean, it was like this, like, curiosities kind of, like, little shop. And, I mean, it was amazing. And they had, like, all their little, um, all their little drawers and stuff like that and teas and counter. And, I mean, you could get really nice teas there. Apparently, I think somebody said you could get a high tea there as well. And it was absolutely amazing. So if you're really into tea, and I am, and some of the people that I love are really, really into tea as well, you know, that's a really cool place to really, you know, get into tea. And also, um, when you're at the point, if you don't have other people around who can really 
get into and make it, you know, sort of like beneficial where you can really solidify in that energy, then that's a beneficial place to go hang out in. Now, there is more to the story than just hanging out in those places. You also have to be able to feel it. So part of it is that you need to have enough, you need to be doing enough in enough different areas of life. And then as things start to progress that you're doing the positives in, um, then you start to understand where you're doing something that's right for yourself and it becomes a lot easier to listen to that. But you have to have enough momentum to do that. And so while I do see you're trying very hard to like be nice to people and you're going out a lot, you know, you're trying to be nice to people, you're trying really hard while you're out there, um, you also need to be focusing on things like if you are a tea drinker, you know, how happy does it make you feel? Do you allow yourself to sit there and, oh, in the morning and it feels so good to be up and you got your book and, oh, you're just allowing yourself to bask in the warmth and bask in the nurturing of the tea. You know, how long do you allow yourself to actually have those um, feelings when they're there? And this isn't about faking it. This is not about, you know, sitting there for an hour, you know, unless you actually feel that way about tea. And I've definitely had some days where I'm like, it's an hour later and I'm still like, oh, my tea and a good book. Um <clears throat> But this, it's not about, like, pushing yourself into having feelings that you're not. But when those things come up, whatever it is that you enjoy, um, lobster, oh, I mean, I can do that with lobster. I mean, like, oh, my God, lobster makes me, like, gloriously happy. I cannot describe it. I mean, just, oh, my gosh. And <clears throat> some people really do that with food, right? Like, we really take pleasure in food, Um and for some people, you know, it's sports and getting the good sweat. For some people, it's soaking in the tub. And when you're having these um, different experiences, one of the ways to help build up your capacity is to allow yourself to be able to feel those positives to the degree that you feel them. And at a certain point in time, I mean, you know, it's just tea. And um, <clears throat> I mean, I still like my tea, but I, I certainly don't get as much out of, you know, my morning tea as I used to by any means, um, that I don't need to get it out of my morning, just my morning tea anymore. So there's other things that really make me happy. Um, and it will evolve, it will change. So it's not like, you know, your morning tea or whatever works for you is going to hold you for an entire year, never mind an entire five or 10 years. But it's about learning how to, when you are having those moments, allowing yourself to feel them as fully as you can um, in many different areas. So it's, it's, you know, so I really want to be clear, like, I'm really happy to see how hard you're trying. Um, and trying hard is very good. But it's not always about trying hard. And this is really important to understand. Some, but sometimes it is just about allowing yourself to have that experience. So when you're out in public, instead of always focusing on how hard you're trying to make connections with people, because I definitely see that you do that, it's also about going out there and really enjoying, like, ooh, this best, like, <clears throat> this new kinds of food or, um, I mean, I'm gluten-free for a lot of things. So, I mean, when I find a new gluten-free product, I'm really happy. Or they'll play an old song on the radio um, for the music in the grocery store that I haven't heard in a long time. I love that song. And, you know, so I'm like, I dance around sometimes in the store. And, I mean, we're not talking like big, dramatic, like, I will walk through the store now um, <clears throat> type of things. But, like, you know, I definitely get a foot tapping and stuff like that. And, again, we're not doing this falsely. It's just... You know, when the music moves you, you know, and sometimes I'm doing that, I'm bobbing my head in the aisle listening to the, listening to the music while I'm, you know, checking out the gluten-free pasta. Um, doing that, you know, we start to have a lot more love, a lot more light, and a lot more happiness. Um, but then it's also about getting comfortable with the happiness. Um, and that's another way that you start to solidify those things in your energy, and that definitely helps towards um, fixing um, some of the problems that you're having um, in terms of your energy and in terms of dealing with other people. Um, because, you know, and this is very common when people have a lot of healing, they think that they really need to be stuck on healing, healing, healing. And if you're talking to somebody else who's also really stuck in healing, 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 you know, you're not doing your work or you're shallow if you're, you know, enjoying your, oh, my God, iced tea. 
with sugar in it. Oh, I mean, you're shallow, you know, when it's like, wow, um, overdoing those things. But it's because people are still caught in the healing aspects. So when you are, and it doesn't mean that you don't heal. I really want to be clear about this. You still heal. You still do your healing work. It's just that your healing work also encompasses a lot of different aspects that come from just enjoying life. And that is really incredibly important to understand. So, um, you know, like a lot of things that are considered, you know, shallow, like, you know, hanging out with your friends on the weekends. Hey, drinks on the patio with my girls. Hey. I mean, some people do do that from a very shallow perspective, you know, and they're just doing it to be seen or just to pick up the guys. Oh, yeah. Uh Um, You know, so there is, I mean, it can be used that way. But bonding with your friends is also incredibly important. And for people who do drink, sometimes, and again, it does depend on who you're dealing with, um, sometimes the alcohol allows you to get more into your heart space. Sometimes it brings up your crap. Um, But a little bit, you know, if you're mellow and it helps you to lower your defenses a little bit so you can kind of like calm down and, you know, be a little bit nicer and a little without having to try too hard. Um, You know, again, trying is good, but just not over trying in aspects where that's not needed it can actually help you to just sort of like calm down and relax a bit and then you're able to get along with people better um so i i know one woman um that i was in community with for a long time and whenever she started dating somebody her little trick was she would take the mother out um and go get the mother drunk <laughs> and and she's like yeah the mothers always love me like and they love her after that because you know she's she's meeting a need you know she's she's like having a long talk with them she's taking an interest when maybe they don't get that especially if she's dealing with a mother who tends to be a little crunchy as one of my old teachers used to say um that's a that's another word for kind of cranky (laughs) um and she used to do that and go out with them um and it would allow them to sort of like put their put the shields down just so they could have like a bit of a more honest talk. It was a little bit more intimate. It would open up the heart space and allow them to see her as not, as not, um, as like a threat. Um, like they would be if, you know, you've got a mother who's like, you know, claws into her son, for example. Um, it can help mellow out some parents who are like that. So she would do that. And I want to be clear, you know, she wasn't doing it to be manipulative. I don't think, um, some people would do that to be manipulative. Again, this is all how you use it. And I, I definitely suggest avoiding being manipulative um, because that kind of stuff shows up in your energy and it should. Um, but it's not about being, that's right, that one wasn't, and it should, that wasn't directed at you, Amanda. It's just because I'm teaching worldwide, um, not just answering your question. Um, but, you know, so there's like different benefits for, for doing that. Um, and so, you know, I'm not much of a drinker. I don't advocate drinking if you do not. I really want to be clear about this. Um, <clears throat> but I'm just saying that, you know, sometimes things that people think of as shallow, I've actually had some really amazing experiences where with, you know, communities where um, the, the, the women really love their wine and, you know, they've been drinking and I haven't, but we've managed to still really get into that heart space and it's been really wonderful, and I've made some really, I've met some really amazing women that I'm very fond of, and they're awesome. Um, so it's not always like this this shallow endeavor. Um, and additionally, you know, when people get caught up in the healing, 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 I need to heal, I need to heal, and they think that's the depth. Um, healing is part of depth, creating depth, absolutely. Um, but so is um Sometimes they say, like, moving on from healing, and then people think they're supposed to drop the healing. It's not about dropping the healing. I really want to be clear about this. Um, It's just understanding that when people are very focused on healing, sometimes they don't do some other things that would be actually very beneficial to their practice and would actually contribute to their healing. So it's not just about healing alone. Sometimes it is about healing and getting the fancy new car um, because you feel powerful, you feel great. Sometimes it is about healing and going for a long drive. And I know we're in the time of like everybody's, you know, very eco-friendly or a lot of people are. And I mean, I'm like, I love a good long drive. I haven't done it for a long time, but I love, I used to love a good long drive, Um, but that can be beneficial too. So for, you know, people who 
are very nervous out in public. They can go for a long drive, lock the car doors, and, you know, when they're going like 100 kilometers down or 100, well, whatever that would be in miles going down the highway, you know, people can't catch them. Sometimes it's easier for them in that position to be able to open their heart a little bit because that's the only way that they can get any little sense of safety, especially if you have somebody who doesn't feel safe, you know, being in the house, even with the doors locked and locked in the bathroom, sometimes some people just still don't feel safe because they had such unsafety for so long that being in a car can be the first step to allowing themselves to feel some sense of safety. And for that reason, um, for anybody who does need that um, as a starting practice, then by all means take your long ride because your long drive, even though it's not eco-friendly, and I understand that, um, it still has benefits for how you'll be responsible and that'll make the world better after. (coughs) Excuse me. So there's a lot of things Um, you know, that really do have benefits. Um, Again, providing you're not like sliding into addiction such as alcohol or not using it as a reliance on a tool such as with alcohol. But there are things like happy movies. If you don't have happiness in your life, excuse me, for anybody who's lacking that, that will not be a substitute for being able to get along with other people. Um, But it can help anything to do to get a flavor that you need um, that you don't have access to on your own can be beneficial. And I don't suggest that somebody sits there and watch TV, you know, all day long. I really want to be clear about that. Um, but it can be very supportive of your energy depending on where you are to whatever degree. And there's a lot of different things that can happen with that, going hiking, enjoying your hike, um, and all those sorts of things. And that can really help to... Um, make those changes. Additionally, looking at things like, oh, hold on, I'm not supposed to tell you that one. But yeah, all those things. And I mean, I've ded- dedicated like half the show, I think, to you now, Amanda. So there you go. But all these things will really help um, in order to get you um, sort of like moving in the right direction. And those things can have uh, an impact on business because we tend to want to work with people that we like. And if we really like them, then it makes it a lot easier to do that. But one of the ways that we like, or one of the reasons that we like people is that they've participated enough in life in different areas and have enough of the healing work done. But there's like a stronger sense of self from understanding that and people will get joy off so little things that they don't because it solidifies their energy. And that's more of an advanced practice um, so watch out, you know, for when people are like, things are shallow sometimes, but again, it depends on how you use them. And sometimes they actually help take you deeper. Um, and that does help to solidify your energy more. And that can really, um, help you, um, to making more money. Um, let's see here. Hold on here. Um, And that'll help to solidify your energy. There are other things that you need to do as well. And unfortunately, we're going to do the cliffhanger, Amanda. And I'm sorry about that, but they're saying that I can't tell you um, some of the other things that you need to be doing in order to also do your energy. So they kind of want to keep it um, there for now. And hold on here, hold on. Yeah, so whenever you are ready for the next step, um, send me exactly this question that you wrote in. Send me that exact question and then say, you asked me to say what was the next step after this. Um, and when you're ready to do that, when you got that in that solidified, and I'll give you the next step um, if they're calling for it at that time. Um, but right now they, they just kind of, they're leaving it at that for different reasons. Um, so I'm not allowed to tell you, but there's other things that you will need to do as well. Just an FYI, but good luck to you. And thank you for writing in. We have Nancy in Chicago. Let's see here. And she wants a general reading, anything I could pick up. So one moment here, Nancy in Chicago. One moment. Sure, Nancy, there's a lot of... uh, Interesting confusion up there. So hold on here. Uh, 
I'm sorry, Nancy. You can we'll leave the question in the mail bag. We'll try on a different day. They're running too much interference, and I can't get a reading on you today. I'm sorry about that, um, but I will keep it in the mail bag for another day. Uh, let's see, Wendy in Boston. In Wendy in Boston, um, I was just talking to oh, Jane on Mondays. And talk to her about entities, um, those sorts of things. If Jane says you are clear, try trauma therapy. Unfortunately, there's a lot of things that are very sticky in your energy that I can't read for you. Um, and because when, when I try to do that, I just end up having to shut down the show. And whether it's trauma or um, entity possession um, or making a lot of bad decisions though, or a combination of all three, those things, they tend to send out feelers that just whatever the cause is or the combination of the causes, um, it tends to send out really sticky feelers and I can't get them out of my energy system without doing a lot of work. So I stop doing um, readings when people have that energy. So I'm sorry, honey, about that. Um, but again, you can talk to Jean and see if she can uh, detach anything and see what else she gets about that. Did you get that cleared back? cleared up more than happy to have you back and you can write in any other time i just can't do it for today while that energy is still so sticky um but thank you and we have allison in new zealand and she wants a general reading whatever message spirit has for her today so a moment allison in new zealand and this will be the last one because we're at the top of the hour here a moment Weird. Okay. So, Allison, um, sorry, we will be doing another question, um, apparently. It's working for some people and not for other people, which is interesting. It's the first time I've had this. Um, <clears throat> let's try here. We've got a lot of Chicago, my Chicago and New Jersey. Wow, I'm really hitting the East Coast. Yay. Uh, let's see here. Sean in Chicago. She wants general reading about what her life purpose is. So Sean in Chicago, I will try to see if I can work with you. Um, hold on here. Let's see if I get the reading here. Okay. So I'm going to call you Fun Shauna. <laughs> um, dang, girl. So apparently, she, here's Shauna. She's going out. She's making people happy. Um, and it looks really cool. Like, I mean, oh, my God, you look like such an amazing person. And it's, like, really about going out. Here, let's see. I'm just seeing you, like, going, going out and, like, being very, um, just really making those rounds, girl, and, like, connecting with people. And let's see here. So it's about bringing people together, which would make sense because you definitely have the personality for that. Let's see here. Promotion? Something about like promoting um, or advertisement or something. Um, Basically what I'm getting is like a really large stadium and I'm getting really giant billboards and you're up at the front and you're talking to people and you're showing them the sign. Um, So like, Let's see if I can get us what the sign is here. It's like bringing together people for a purpose. Um, it feels kind of like it, it's kind of got like an MLM vibe, like a multi-level marketing. And I know for some people it's like, oh, yeah. um, but it's not. It's like. Oh, um running events. Sorry, I'm saying all these things. They do connect. I'm just trying to give you all the descriptive words that I'm getting of it. Because basically, I'm seeing you on stage. And like when I say on stage, I mean a very large stage. Um, It's outdoors. It looks like there's some kind of event. It's got kind of a MLM vibe to it, but it also has kind of like a world peace vibe to it. Like... um, like bringing people together for a better cause. And when I say MLM, like the multi-level marketing, I'm not saying that in a bad way. I know some people really have a problem with it. Um, some people really have a problem with it. 
but I'm not saying it from like that perspective. It's um, it's just about helping people like to do good. Um, and MLMs, like if you've got a good one, sometimes you can get um, some of them I really don't like. A lot of them I really don't like. But I've definitely seen some of them where the products they've offered have been like absolutely amazing. Um, Dr. Holly has sold me a lot of MLM products. Um, and she's given me some really good supplements. And it was thanks to Dr. Holly, uh, who actually, she was actually the one who really got me into understanding and knowing like what the proper supplementation can really do for your body and how much that can make it happen. And she sold me some MLM products. So, <clears throat> Um, and, and she's like, and she, I mean, she does her research. So, I mean, for her, <clears throat> I really got my bang for the buck for that. Um, but yeah, it's sort of, I got like one minute left, Shauna. Um, but yeah, it's just like, it's got, it's like this really, it's bringing people together for a positive message. Um, yeah, bringing people together. I don't know how else to put it. Um, but yeah, it's got like a, it's got like a vitamin E or like not a vitamin, like an MLME, you know, kind of like vitamins do you good, but it's not about vitamins, but like the sort of like do you good vibe, bringing people together, um, having people on stage, um, you know, making it happen, having other people come up and present and stuff like that. But you seem to be like the person that's out there standing up at the front doing it all, um, making the introductions, um, making the headway, networking and stuff like that, networking through the um, crowd, making sure your people are being taken care of, promoter-type energy. Um, so th- good luck with that, honey. Um, and you'd be very wonderful at it because I see you smiling and people are going to love you. So thank you so much, everybody. We're at the top of the hour here. Uh, and you can find me here every single week, 3 p.m. PST, New York and Chicago. That's your rush hour here on newsforthesoul.com. And you can also go to my website and come for the coaching. That's enlightenmentinthecity.com. Again, enlightenmentinthecity.com. And you can come for readings. Come for your coaching because the coaching, we can change your world, baby. So thank you so much, everybody. And take care of yourself. I love you. See you back here 3 p.m. PST. Put it in your calendars. Bye-bye. Hear all of our previously aired broadcasts of News for the Soul online at newsforthesoul.com. Now let's get back to the show. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.